dark in doorless chambers, where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. <laughs> everyone and welcome to the theme park loopy podcast today I'm joined by sam coaster sam how are you doing hey hey yeah i'm good thank you ryan how are you yeah i'm not too bad um you might have noticed that there's no shelly today she's not been on for the last couple of episodes now um we're kind of giving her a little bit of a rest because we're, we're moving house shortly and we're trying to be kind to her but i know sam's quite keen for Shelley to come back on the podcast soon so maybe we'll get her back in two or three weeks time hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> yeah you know I am I am I actually loved the podcast that you guys had where you were talking about your first experiences when it comes to roller coasters and amusement parks and Shelley was talking about that crazy like aerial ride that sounded really dodgy where you sort of fly through the sky and then <laughs> smack into this wall at the end yeah, the aerial glide. Yeah, yeah. You had to get caught by a man at the end. <laughs> he had to kind of catch you, and if he didn't catch you, then you'd just go into the back of a wall. So <laughs> <laughs> that is truly bonkers. I mean, I actually can't. Can you imagine that in theme parks today? I mean, how would that happen? You know, what would happen if you sort of had? I mean, it would be all right if it was a kid, but it was sort of a, a full-grown male, was sort of or, or whatever, flying down this thing, and this poor, you know teenager had to catch you at the end you know watch out incoming no, <laughs> I, I i think also they had a bit of a comp because there was two two guys so the first guy would get you sat down and he'd kind of give you a push and then you kind of swing around this bend and then you kind of uh you know go really quickly towards this guy and he'd have to try and catch you and i reckon they had a bit of a competition going where the guy at the top thought right how hard can i push this <laughs> So that I make the guy at the bottom's job a real hassle because he's having to really grab onto these kids. Um, so, you know, there was probably a bit of that going on as well, you know. So How much fun, how much fun did they have during their shift rotation, right? They thought, right, we're swapping over after lunch, I'm really going to get you now. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's probably what happened. So in the morning, you know, they were pushing them really hard. And he's right, I'm going to get you back in the afternoon. Oh yeah, I mean, I can't even believe it happened in the nineties. You know, I think I think the park was open till maybe the early two thousands, but um, you know, I can't believe that that was a thing. But but it was, but it was uh, probably the world's first suspended roller coaster. So to have ridden it, it's a bit of a coup, I think. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, that's a pretty cool title to have, isn't it? Have having ridden the world's first or one of the world's first, you know, inverts. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. So uh, today we're going to be talking about both the future of Alton Towers and Fort Park. Um, so we're mainly going to be focusing on the next ten years, and we're going to be talking about. What do we think the parts could do maybe to improve, um, you know, the ride lineup or the entertainment lineup or the infrastructure? So we're just going to touch on a few of those things. 
We asked the question on the Theme Park Loopy Facebook page and we'll go through a few of those. Um, Because we have quite a few international listeners, we're just going to give a bit of background and just give you the, just so that you understand, you know, what Alton Towers is and where it is and also where Fort Park is. I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Alton Towers and then I'm going to hand you over to Sam who's going to give you a bit of an introduction on Fort Park. Uh, and the reason for that is, is just simply because I'm in the north and Sam is in the south. So I think we just kind of split it that way because it makes makes sense, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so Alton Towers uh, originally was a private estate um, and it's been a private estate, um, well it was, from 1860. But it was only actually a theme park since 1980. So when, you know, theme parks kind of became a thing in the UK in sort of the late 70s, early 80s, that's when that became a theme park. Alton Towers is the UK's biggest theme park, the most popular theme park, sits on around a thousand acres of land. Although Alton Towers is quite close to, you know, some villages, especially Alton Village, which means that uniquely they can't build rides above a hundred foot. It has to be sort of be below the tree line or, you know, around about the tree line. So they have to be really careful. And and what that's meant is is that the park have had to, you know, kind of think on the feet a little bit and how they can build rides around historical trees and landmarks and the towers themselves is, you know, historical landmark. You can't like build a roller coaster on top of, you know, the the towers. And even some of the trees, you know, are, are listed and you can't you know, you've got to be careful what you build on there. So that's why Nemesis, for example, is such a good ride because they've had to basically build it into the ground and it kinda of hugs the terrain. And even though it is, you know, around about a hundred foot tall, it doesn't feel like you're actually going up to much height. But it's a really fantastic ride, and that's mainly down to to the terrain. So, uh, Sam, do you want to just give us a little bit of an introduction to Thorpe Park? Yeah, sure. So, Thorpe Park um, is situated in Surrey, so that's kind of an area in the south. Uh, specifically, it's in a place called Chertsey, which is like a, like a like a town in Surrey. Now, the park is quite unique because it's it's actually on an island. Um, so, there's a big like lake, obviously like. That, that, that surrounds it um, and people can actually wakeboard right next to the park at Thorpe Wake I believe it's called um, you can go and wakeboard so that's quite a unique element because it really is its own kind of individual theme park oasis in the middle of um, is it the Thames that it's on? I, I believe so know. yeah it will be yeah because it's in Staines so, yeah, okay, so it's, it's, on the, it's on the very famous River Thames then. Um, yeah, so you can wakeboard next to it, and so wakeboarders get a great view. Uh, the park itself opened in 1979, so it was just a year, opened a, a year prior um, to, I guess, when Alton Towers became an official theme park. But now it's home, after all those years, it is home to about seven unique coasters, um, one of which is themed after the very famous movie horror series Saw. So that was quite a big IP for the park to get and actually for, for the UK to get because we don't really have very many movie-based theme parks. You know, we don't have a Universal here or we don't have, I guess, like like a Motion Gate-style park that you find in Dubai. So for us to get any kind of big IPs in the UK is always quite u- a unique selling point. And um, Thought Park uh, has... Uh, well, it, it now has Walking Dead, but it also has um, Saw the Ride, which is actually, uh, still to this date, I believe, the only horror-themed movie uh, roller coaster. 
that, oh, is that right? Yeah, I, f- mm. I think I remember at the time it being the the make quite a big deal about it being the first, but I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been one since. But there is. Um, I think you've been to this park, and I can't. It's on the tip of the tongue that there's a park that has a ride a bit like uh, it's it's same model as like Tigris, and that has a horror theme. I think is it in is that in Germany or or Belgium? Am I making this up? Uh, it's not based on a film, but it could very easily be like a kind of Dracula type uh, themed ride. I'm just kind of picturing it, and I can't remember the name of it. So it's not your. Well, I'm trying to think. I've only actually in Germany. I've only actually been to Phantasialand, um, and I can't think of any horror based mm. kind of coasters there. Yeah, no, it's it's somewhere. Let's just say it's somewhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I mentioned that. I probably shouldn't mention things when I can't remember the name or where it is. It's not not very professional, is it? But no, I mean it's worth it. It's worth a Google <laughs> or a comment if anyone knows. Um, yeah, which 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 coaster Ryan's talking about? Give us a shout. Yeah, have, have clearly... I dreamt it, or, or does it really exist? <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, clearly, you know, we're both none the wiser, are we? So there we go. We're in this together, Ryan. We're in this together, yeah, definitely. That's what it's all about. So <laughs> there it is, there it is. Ryan's favourite phrase is, and that's what it's all about. That's my catchphrase. Apparently, apparently, I keep saying it. I, well, I suppose I do keep saying it. <laughs> it's going to be on a t-shirt. I'm going to get it on a t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt coming soon. That's what it's all about. Theme park loopy. That's what it's all about. I think uh, that's where it's going. So keep an eye out for that. Not really though. So, um, okay, so let's move. Let's start with Alton Towers then. So, from my perspective, <clears throat> Alton Towers, it's um, it's got a lot of you know, it's over a thousand acres, but realistically, they they don't actually have they don't have loads of land that can develop. So it's it's diff- It's tricky to start. I I think it's tricky for them. They're gonna to have to think more carefully now about adding roller coasters. I know some people have talked about them having the Cross Valley roller coaster. Because for those of you who don't know, um, Alton Towers has like a kind of valley where the garden is that kind of runs between where Forbidden Valley is and the Towers and X Sector. And there was some talk in the past about them having a, I think it was going to be originally a Schwarzkopf um, roller coaster in the valley. Um, and I can't remember if it was going to be. If it was going to be like a kind of racing, a racing sports car, or I think something like that, and it was quite an amazing um, idea that they came up with, but that never came to fruition. I don't think I'd like to see that. What I would like to see though is I'd like to see Alton Towers take a lead in the kind of twenty-four, not, well, not a twenty-four hour, but this three hundred and sixty-five days a year market a little bit more. And, you know, I think Tower Street and the entrance to Alton Towers, I, I don't think it's really up to spec now. I don't think it, it don't give you that kind of wow factor, does it? And I think there's an opportunity there in the entrance of the park to maybe create an indoor area. And a bit like what you see at Toverland, even like what you see at Fantasy Island over in Skegness, maybe have this indoor area and you could have it, you could have, you know, you could have an indoor roller coaster in there family roller coaster you could have a number of family rides you could have some of the restaurants uh, and bars in there 
You know, and, and so Alton Towers could even, you know, even at like at Christmas and things like that, they could just open that area up and it could be a 365 days a year operation. Um, so I think that's something that I'd like to see Alton Towers do, maybe have a think about that. And obviously they've got the hotels and the water park and so on. But I really think that's that's something that's really lacking in the UK and I think that's something that I'd like to see. So I don't know if you'd agree or disagree on, on that one. Yeah, I actually really agree with you there, Ryan. Um, you know, I think it's now time for Alton Towers to really put in a 365 operation, you know, to have them operating all year round. We, we've seen that Efteling can do it really well and they don't have weather that's too dissimilar to what we have here in the UK. So so why not? Um and it's funny you mentioned family coasters there because I really think Alton Towers could benefit with something similar to what we've seen over at Motion Gate in Dubai. They've got their uh, Madagascar Mad Pursuit there, which is a um, an indoor Infinity Gerslauer. Now, I know the the, the Smiler is a uh, Infinity Gerslauer with inversions, um, but what makes Madagascar so good is that it's small, it's compact, it's inside, it has that 50 mile an hour or over 50 mile an hour Ellison launch, so it packs a punch. Um, it doesn't go upside down, but it really appeals to that thrill and family market and finds that finds that balance. So I think... Like you were saying, if we could have an enclosed space that could be run all year round, I think, you know, if they could go back to Gerslauer, having, you know, used them before, clearly, with Smiler, and install something like that, but slap either an IP or a, or, or a unique theme um, to that coaster, I think that could work phenomenally well as a, as a all-year-round operating coaster, because... I, I think, truthfully, we don't see too many of them in, in the UK. Most of our coasters are outside. I mean, bar, you know, uh, X No Way Out or or, or Walking Dead or, or whatever overlay you want to talk about, bar that that specific coaster, there, there's not many that are really inside. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, and I think maybe something like um, you see Pegasus Express out at Park Asterix, and that's a Gert Slower. I'm not sure if that's an infinity model or not but that's something it's kind of like that middle ground because it's um it's a family ride but also has you know some frills as well and it's got quite a fun theme to it because i know that that we have 13 and that basically is a family coaster i guess you know however it was built originally but i'd like to see him have quite a thrilling family coaster that has quite a fun theme to it because um, they've gone a bit intense, you know, with some of the rides. You know, we have Nemesis is quite an intense theme. Um, even Rita these days, since it's re-theme, um, it is a bit more intense in, in terms of the theme. You've only really got uh, Spinball Wizard, which has kind of like a fun theme to it. So I'd like I'd like them to see go down that kind of more fun uh, kind of area, really, when, when they build the next coast. I think that's what I'd like to see. Definitely. And and I think it's interesting here in the UK, I don't understand why this has happened, but there seemed to be a bit of a, a fad that went on where we just had like horror theme after horror theme after horror theme. And I don't know if that was uh, something to do with the, 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 the noughties or, or the, or the noughties or whatever. Um, but I think we can now, as you say, move on to a more family market 
one thing that I've thought Alton Towers have never really capitalised on, and I don't under, I don't understand why, because it could work really well, is if you've ever stayed overnight at Towers, they don't have that much evening entertainment in terms of their offerings for their guests. I mean, sure, they've got their bands and their restaurants and then live music and, and a few little kind of walks and tidbits that you can do around some of the garden or garden-esque areas. But there isn't like a like a Disney Springs or like a downtown Disney or, or even a, a Disney village, some sort of uh, either complex or perhaps like some sort of avenue or, or district area where there are kind of more kind of bars, restaurants, um, perhaps even like bowling or like entertainment leisure venue, uh, venue, sorry, where we can kind of spend the evening. Yeah, well, I think that's where I see the indoor complex at the entrance of the park because, you see, during the day, it can be used as the entrance to the park and part of the park. It can add value to the park. But at night, then it adds value to your experience in the hotel because, you know, and um, they have the monorail that goes up and down. So so really, there's nothing stopping you. Uh, you know, you could spend an evening in that area they could even have the indoor ride still open, you know, on an evening and have the bar. Can you imagine them having, you could have bars and restaurants and you could be sitting and having your food and there's, there's like roller coaster sort of whizzing by, you know. Um, it'd be really, really unique experience, I think. So I definitely think that's something they should look at. They have to just be careful because obviously they can't create too much noise. So I think it would have to be indoor but I think that would work, and I think if they're gonna, if you're gonna make that kind of, you're gonna make that kind of investment, I don't think you could put it near the hotels because it's be quite a large investment, and you're kind of losing quite a lot of your audience. You know, most people who go to the park for the day are not gonna think, oh, let's go down to the hotels and see what they've got down there. Mostly, so I, for me, if they had it at the entrance of the park, then at least then they can still use it. You know, during the day adds value to your ticket and then at night adds value to your hotel stay as well um and it can have a different atmosphere on a night you know can't it so it'd feel like you could experience it during the day and then at night you could have all these these kind of you know led lightings and stuff you could kind of get a really good atmosphere have you know some roaming entertainment you know they could have a bit of a stage in there you know where they could put on a show or something on an evening you know, now, so. I, I think this is a really interesting point um, that that you've just made actually about about entertainment because that is something you know coming from an entertainment background, specifically a theme park entertainment background, that is something that really bothers me. I feel in the UK for some reason our parks don't really prioritise entertainment enough in terms of their show offerings or or even some of their roaming roaming characters and roaming theatre. I know recently, you know, I will say Alton Towers are and have always been great with their, you know, they have like the roaming gardeners and the policemen and, and things like that. They're, they're fantastic. Um, and they've really started to do more and more of that, especially as well, uh, parks like Legoland as well. They've started to implement, um, I think they've had like a roaming uh, character castle show now with the, the, night, the, the night players, I think they are, um, which are fantastic. So the parks are starting to do more of that. But I definitely think there's a lack 
of entertainment offerings. You know, I've always thought, why has Alton Towers never... And one thing I'd love to see is them to put in some sort of, like, fountain show uh, on, on the lakes there. You know, like, they've got the giant lake as you walk in, just... Oh, you know, yeah, like that'd croaks. be great, yeah. You know, something like a, like, a, like a light and laser fire sort of show that can well, run they, well, every used, hour. Well, they used to do the fireworks, didn't they? Uh, but they had to stop those in the early days. But fountains is a good alternative because you'll know uh, California... Uh, great adventure that's why they did the world of color didn't they because they can't have fireworks there or they could only have i think in disneyland they only have fireworks on a weekend don't they but they decided at california great adventure to do the world of color which is basically a fountain show of really like really brightly lit um you know fountains so maybe that is something you know that the Holland towers could do you know even if they did it just at the end of the day um, the only problem is you kind of need it to be dark and, and Alton Towers tends to kind of close at four o'clock these days. So even in winter, um, it wouldn't be very dark. So <laughs> so that would be the only problem with that, I think. But then leading back to the idea of having um, this 365 open in the evening as well, this kind of um, enclosed space, that would be the kind of evening entertainment offering there. You know, you could have yeah. it as like a package... Um, or involved in some sort of hotel stay, you know, like an incentive, like you stay over and you get to experience the the fountain show, you know. And actually, yeah, they could they could have they could mount some lasers on the roofs of the sh- of the show buildings on Tower Street. They could, um, like, I'm pretty sure they do anyway for the for the for the fireworks or elements of the fireworks there. They could have um, some permanent kind of lighting fixtures around inside the actual lake, so it wouldn't. Uh, cause any obstruction of views or any or any sight lines or anything and then yeah you could just have like a light and fountain show and maybe even some projections if if they can do it but that's all that world of color is as you were saying and world of color is a fantastic stunning show um just and all they do there is use light and water and you know with the filter system they could put in the lake it wouldn't really be costing them okay electricity but it wouldn't really be costing them that much in terms of their outgoings and stuff to just filter through the lake water you know no definitely definitely um matt plum on the uh, theme park loopy page he's he's got quite a lot of ideas for alton towers <laughs> i think we need to kind of unpack a little bit of this okay so he said i'd like alton towers to overhaul air add more track around nemesis and a launch lift hill theme it to military airplanes and make it look like it's attacking Nemesis. I think that would be a really good idea. I think that would make air a lot more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's a a great idea. Was it Matt? Did you say it was Matt Plum? Matt Plum, yeah. Matt, what a great idea. I think that's awesome. It could be some sort of like, uh, almost a similar theme to what you find of at flying aces in Ferrari world, you know, you could have the kind of squadron British spitfire kind of vibes going on, you know, very sort of typical with, with just having had uh V day, um, a topical rather. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a wonderful idea. I think a launch left hill could work. I mean, um, I haven't actually checked the development of fly over at, at uh, Land, but obviously, you know, they're working on, um, the world's first launched, um, 
uh, flying coaster. And I, I don't see if, if it works and it's good technology. I don't see why Alton Towers couldn't, couldn't use some of it and use it as a bit of an uphaul. That's a great idea. Yeah, it'd be a good way of bringing uh, Air Bat to life or Galactica as it is now. Um, Shay Connolly says, would love to see a wing coaster or a water coaster at Towers. Both eventually would be perfect. I'm not a massive fan of wing coasters, not that I've been on many, but Furious Baco is at Port Ventura. It's a very rattly ride. I mean, it it really packs a punch in the launch. The launch is great on Furious Baco, but it's it's a rattly ride. Um, how how would you how do you find the swarm? Is that getting rattly or is it still quite smooth? You know, if they had something similar to the swarm, the the swarm is 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 good. It is a great, great, great coaster. In terms of a rattle, I think towards the back there is um, a, a touch of a rattle. Uh, but actually, I find that varies on the weight distribution anyway, which I know sounds really strange, but it really varies on where you're sitting, depending on which sides and and how kind of heavy the train is. Um, but with it being a B&M and, and a fairly new B&M at that, it is still fairly smooth. I mean, it's, it's wonderfully smooth. Okay, so let's move towards Fort Park then. What would you say you think are key developments for Fort Park maybe over the next 10 years, would you say? Oof, well, I mean, let's be honest. Fort Park spent a lot of money on the Darren Brown's ghost train. Now, don't get me wrong. I I don't want to be a hater here. I don't want to start, you know, demonising them. F- literally, ha, get it? Uh, for that, I got it. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, I don't want them to start uh, demonising them for for that for, for that. But um, because what they tried to do really was create a different dark ride and a decent dark ride, because we don't have many of them in the UK. So I think it was really great for the time and, and, and for them to really be brave enough to go down that route, especially as they decided to use pre-shows and all of that stuff. And again, we don't really have that kind of uh, American style kind of pre-show and then the ride, you know, that whole package experience is somewhat lacking. Um, so I think Thor Park for the moment should really stay away from dark rides i think just because i think that's not what we need you know with with walking dead having just been rehauled and everything we've 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 had a quick succession of, of dark rides i think what they really need to be honest ryan is, is is a coaster investment i think that's what that's what everyone's kind of hoping for and um Obviously, there's one manufacturer that's on everyone's lips. Every enthusiast has been talking about this, and that's RMC. Everyone wants yeah. Thought Park to have that RMC. What kind of RMC? I mean, and where is it going to be where Logger's Leap was? Is it going to be on a whole different separate man-made island? Who knows? Personally, I'd like to see, in my opinion, something like a Raptor Rail, uh, their model of a Raptor Rail. So something in a similar style to Wonder Woman or a railblazer that is such a unique awesome looking coaster that would just really set thorpe aside um in the nation for having that completely I, wild coaster I'd what, like what are your thoughts them, well i'd like to see him go for a proper like a full fat rmc but 
think um, I think am I right in saying Thorpe suffer from a height limit as well? That can they not go over two hundred foot? Is that right? Am I making that up? Um, I'm not. Let me Google. I'll be right back. Yeah, let's Google this. So I think Fort Park have kind of a bit of a height limit. So that means Fort Park are unlikely to be able to go for, say, the tallest RMC. But I think what they could do is maybe go for the kind of launched version um, that you see. Uh, it's a bit of a variant. And maybe it could maybe hug the terrain a little bit more. Uh, maybe they might have to do a bit of landscaping, but maybe they could have like a, a launch terrain hugging RMC. So maybe you know that'd be an option. Um, I'd love you know if Fort Park didn't have height limits, I would have loved Fort Park to have been able to build something like Shambhala to be able to go for a giga coaster because um, they are really spectacular rides um, and to have something like that in the UK would be amazing. It'd be very, very unique as well, because obviously we have these issues with height restrictions. What did you find, Sam? Did we... So I've just had a look. There are rumours going around that apparently Thorpe has a... Uh, well, there's a couple that I found. So um, over on the Thorpe Park uh, Mania hub forms, they're apparently saying that there's a 300-foot uh, um, height restriction rumour. Um, but then on other forms, they're saying it's apparently 500. So for the sake of argument, let's mm-hmm. let's say somewhere between 300 and 500. I, I would imagine, I mean, 300 sounds uh, quite plausible. Um, so, but that still doesn't stop them building, going up to that 300 point and building a giga. Oh, well, no, I mean, a, a giga at 300 would be great because then it'd be comparable to Shambhala. Mm, um, definitely. Also, they can kind of build into the ground as well. So Shambhala has like um, a, a tunnel that you kind of go into at the bottom of the drop. And there's nothing stopping them, you know, build into that 300 foot and then maybe even digging down, you know, another 50 foot, you know. So they could do something like that. I'd love to see something like that at Fort Park. I'd love to re- really, though, I'd love to see that at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, but let's not go there at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah. What would I'd you, lo- what would you want... Um... What would you want at Blackpool? What would you want? A, are you on the Big Dipper conversion fan club? No, no. I Well, firstly, it wouldn't be economically feasible because um, probably most people know, but I mean, Pleasure Beach is literally built on the sand. So you would have to do an awful lot of excavation and you'd have to probably... Um, put a lot of piles down or probably pour concrete across like tubes in the ground and stuff to just kind of strengthen the ground. They'd have to do so much work that I don't even think it'd be economically feasible to do that because the RMC rails would be so heavy that you couldn't just you couldn't just say, oh, let's just put some rails on top of Grand National. You'd have to just knock the whole thing down, probably dig 50 foot, you know, concrete footers or something. Um, and it'd just be a completely different ride. So what's the point? <laughs> you might as well, then you're just losing a classic ride. I'd like to see them go for the bigger one. So maybe going for something like a launched coaster that goes into a top hat, you know, maybe to like 400 foot, something like that, like King Dakar. Or maybe, you know, something called like the faster one or something. So like maybe a really snappy launch coaster that maybe could go around the perimeter 
uh, of the park. But I mean, ideally, I'd like to see him build something even bigger, maybe like a kind of giga coaster that could maybe wrap around the park, maybe even in front of where the big one is over Ocean Boulevard, maybe. It completely spoiled the view you get at the moment. But, you know, it'd be one spectacular ride. But there probably is questions of, I mean, the big one suffers already with the wind. Uh, so they'd have to really think about that. So, But I think we'll have to do the Pleasure Beach on another episode, I think. Cause it's, a, it's a whole new ball game, I think. Um, and, you know, I'm going to put my hand up here, Ryan, and, and um, you know, be honest, I've never been to Pleasure Beach as we've, as we've spoken about here before. So I definitely can't sort of testify um, either or. But, um, I mean, maybe that's something... I mean, I know, I know we're hopefully planning a trip uh, to go down to Pleasure Beach. So um, maybe that could be definitely a, a talking topic for when we return. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with Fort Park, what do you think about... So they've, they've opened Fort Shark, but I feel like that's kind of like... Um, it feels like a temporary... It feels like they didn't want to go the full hog and build a hotel but they kind of wanted the hotel at the same time but didn't really have the investment capability at the time do we think that Fort Shark has a long time future or do we think they'll probably build a more substantial hotel maybe with entertainment because it kind of feels like a bit of a mishmash at the moment because you've got those rooms and then you go and have your breakfast in like the dorm area but it's not really it will never really kind of you know built for that was it you know and it kind of feels like they're kind of making do with what they've got a little bit it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel the special because it doesn't feel like it's all kind of purpose built for what they're trying to achieve you know so do you think maybe in the future a proper hotel is something that Fort Park need to build or do you think because it's in London there's not much point well I think that's a very interesting question um I'm not sure to be perfectly honest, why they decided to go for Thorpe Shark Hotel in the first place. Because to me, um, it's always, as you say, felt like a temporary hotel. And it was almost like they wanted to test the waters to see if there was a market for that and to see if people would want to stay in the in the hotel overnight. Um, because I wouldn't really have thought of Thorpe Park being a multi-day destination i can understand maybe people uh, come down if you're from the north such as yourself you know you might come down and do some of the other parks in the south um but i wouldn't have thought uh of thought thorpe park itself would be a standalone multi-day park um so i mean i don't know what your thoughts are but i, I so i think I'm not sure as to why they did decide to go with the kind of temporary hotel feel. Well, well my right. So my theory is, yeah, I think the the reason why they did it is to test the waters. But I think Merlin don't see Fort Park as a standalone attraction in the area. So I think they think right. We've got Legoland down the road. We've got Chessington up the road. So is this a good base for people who want to? you know, go to multiple attractions, maybe. So, you can stay at the Chessington Hotel, but Chessington's kind of aimed at families. But if you were, like, a kind of a thrill-seeker, you're probably more willing to stay at a hotel at Fort Park and be much closer to those thrilling rides 
And then you might go on a day trip to Legoland and you might go on a day trip to Chessington. But do you really want to base yourself at Legoland and Chessington if you could be, you know, a five minute walk from Stealth, for example, from your hotel room? So I um, I think it'd be a good base for those kind of three attractions over multiple days. I think so. But then if they are going to do that and they are going to have it as a base then they need to definitely put something more substantial in than shipping containers, converted shipping containers. And I understand you could say, well, the thrill seeker market is pretty much what, 18 to 35, maybe 18 to 40s. Um, So that kind of market isn't necessarily going to care that much about having the most lavish uh, living quarters or whatever. So sleeping in kind of a, uh, a kind of more urban feel kind of rough and ready style, um, hotel is more kind of appealing than a kind of comfort uh based hotel but i mean it's interesting you mentioned chessington yes it's a family park but i think people do split chessington up into two days because you've got the theme park and then they've got the zoo and you know and then they've got the aquarium so i feel like chessington there is enough to warrant there for a two-day stay so i can see why families do do that um but with Thorpe, I don't know. I think it's I think it's an interesting one. I think, yeah, they could. I, I mean, at the moment, I can't lie. As purely on, on a fan to fan basis, if they turned around next season and said, "Oh, our next big investment is going to be a hotel," I would be personally, as a fan, disappointed because I would, you know, we're all wanting that next big coaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I. I really want Merlin to look at Thorpe as in in the South. Really, Thorpe Park should be their jewel in the crown. Um, I think so. I I would like to see them think about how could Thorpe Park become the islands of adventure of the UK because it already has that kind of island setup. And they've only really developed on kind of like half the land. Really, they've got other opportunities. I'd like to see him think, how can we turn this into a really well-themed resort? And maybe then they could have hotels, you know, in different parts. You know, could have one at the front that's themed in a certain way, maybe one at the back that's themed in another way. And that's how it could become a multi-day experience. If they started to think about how do we make this more a theme park and an experience. And if they can do that, then I think people would go there for multiple days. And they've got room to build another two major coasters at least. They've definitely got space to put some more family rides in. You know, they can definitely put more entertainment in. I think Merlin probably just need to really think, actually don't we really need to invest in the Fort Park? Probably something on the scale of what they're doing at Disneyland Paris at the moment. You know, it's kind of billion pound investment. Merlin may well not have that kind of money. Although they are building, you know, Legoland's, you know, everywhere at the moment because they are owned by Lego now. So I think that's something they need to think about. With it being in London and it being such a draw, I think it's got such potential. I don't think it's quite meeting that potential at the moment. I think that's the way that I see it with Fort Park. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree, Ryan. I think more theming definitely more of an immersive experience and general kind of yeah just just make it more of a 
more of a themed park, you know, because at the moment it almost edges on on a slight feeling of uh, of an amusement park to me. It's kind of like the UK Cedar Point in a way. Yes, yes, yeah. I think that's a fair fair um, comparison, definitely. Yeah. However, um, I'd like to see. Uh, I think it could be so good if they went down that Islands of Adventure kind of route. I'd love them to go down that kind of route. I think that's what I'd like to see. Um, yeah, definitely, totally. More theming, more of a immersive uh, theme park for sure. Definitely. Um, going into some of the comments, um, Matthew Scott says, put lap bars on Stealth Colossus like the new uh, ride at Flamingoland. So yeah, I think lap bars on on stealth i mean i don't know if that would really change the experience that much with stealth because it has the intermin um restraints so it's kind of like more of like um a kind of chest the the chest plate kind of moves and then you have that kind of square it's almost like a lap bar that kind of goes around you so i don't know if that would really change the experience i mean it'd give you a bit more freedom in the car I don't know if it changed the experience loads, but I mean, you know, if you can if you can get rid of overhead restraints and put in lap bars, I think that's always a good thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think you know, switching things up and changing things up, trying things new, um, can always change the coaster experience, can't they? And uh, yeah, I mean, and- Col- Colossus. It's for me, Colossus. I find it. I mean, I've told you before. I have really big feet. So I have size 10 feet, but I'm only about 5 foot 7. But I find the cars so uncomfortable on Colossus. Mm. I feel like it's almost like you've been folded in half to try and sort of sit in this uncomfortable train. I don't know what they were thinking with this design of train, but it's so uncomfortable. And almost every time that I go on Colossus, there's, there's someone who can't get onto it for whatever reason. And mm. I, I'm thinking, I've put on a little bit of weight since I last went to Fort Park. I'm not sure I'd actually get on Colossus now because <laughs> it's uh, it can be so tight. So, yeah, if they could get, if they're able to add new the new newer trains with the lap bars, you know, like they're going to have at Flamingoland, I think that would make it a much better experience, I think, on Colossus. Definitely. I think Colossus is one of those coasters that needs a bit of TLC. It's... It, I mean, you want to talk about a coaster that's got a rattle. Oh, my goodness, does does Colossus rattle? It really does. Um, and it also rattles you as an individual as well. I mean, if you don't have a headache coming off Colossus, then, you know, you're, you're one of the lucky ones um, because your your head really does bounce between those kind of... Um, on those kind of uh, uh, face supports. I don't know. Yeah, what I mean... Do you know what I mean? They kind of fold out of the seat. A bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some parts of Colossus that I really like. I think it's quite forceful when it goes into that vertical loop, and I think that's probably my favourite part of Colossus. But it can sort of, in the words, in the words of Alan Partridge, Colossus can sometimes feel like a long drawn out affair. And so, <laughs> when when you're going through that that heartline roll, uh, well, that you know, and that hang time, um. It just feels like it just feels uncomfortable, mm. <laughs> and um, the hang time you get on like Icon, it's just right and it's just right and enjoyable. But 
on Colossus, it's just uncomfortable. And, you know, you're going through so many roles and you're going at such a slow speed. I mean, I know that some people enjoy it, but I think if it, if it had lap bars, um, so like Icon, then maybe that would be a much more enjoyable experience. But as it stands, it's just, you're just getting pinned into your restraints. Mm. It's not It's not a good experience at all. So it's such a shame because, you know, I think... I do rate it as a ride, but it's just let down by its trains and its restraints, I think. I think it's just let down so much. I I love on Colossus that moment where you have kind of two airtime hills and then you kind of fly underneath the bridge. But it's that moment of, you know, you get that pop of airtime and then you fly and it's, it's so fast and it almost, it creates a massive head chopper and it's just so quick and, there's always I always feel a slight moment of kind of chaos when 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 that moment happens you know because you're you're flying and then you're ducking and it's just it's a really quick little pop of of craziness that is always wonderfully unexpected right okay so we've had quite a long one today so I think we'll start to wrap it up now so um do you want to remind people where they can find you and find your blog yeah, absolutely. So if you want to keep up to date with everything that we're doing on the blog or ask me any questions about the theme park industry, whether that be UK or, or abroad or whatever, um, or just say hello, then uh, you can get in touch on our Instagram account. Uh, that's at Coaster Sam blog. And that's on Instagram there. We also have our website as well, which you can find the link in the bio on our Instagram or we post out to a bunch of different um coaster groups and also occasionally we also do posts on the theme park loopy uh, facebook uh, account as well so you can perhaps find a link through that but definitely get in touch say hello uh, you know anything you'd want us to talk about or write about please let us know and we can do that um but i love meeting new enthusiasts so uh yeah get in touch yeah and we're um i think you're potentially going to be coming up up north hopefully at some point when the the parks reopen so there might be an opportunity to meet some people up north maybe um but we'll absolutely see. that would be amazing i'd love to meet is i love i literally love meeting as many people as possible so yeah if you're if you're around when ryan i ryan and i are, are going to these different parks and please please come and say hello yeah um yeah because i think especially when we go to lightwater valley i think it'd be really good to see if we can get quite a number of people maybe we can take over the ultimate although it does have i mean it's a really massive train so i don't know if we'd quite fill it but it'd be really good if we could get quite a few people at lightwater valley uh on the ultimate that'd be really good um yeah brilliant okay so um so i think so this is probably going to be our last episode probably for two or three weeks now uh we've had quite a good run i think we've been putting one out weekly now for the last sort of six weeks or so um but because we're moving house and everything that's going on i think we'll probably be having a break for at least a couple of weeks um and then we'll be coming back with uh, some more episodes probably featuring uh shelly we're doing some more loves and hates and things like that uh we're also going to have another show scheduled with Stephen from frill max because he's going to be attending the parks that are reopening over in the united states and he's going to give us a bit of a lowdown on those parks so that's something to look forward to in about a month as well. But in the meantime, um, if you want to get in touch with us, um, just find our Facebook page, and that's at Theme Park Loopy. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, 
Uh, and we also have a website, which is themeparkloopy.com. We also have a YouTube channel, uh, which you can find us by searching Theme Park Loopy as well. Um, and what else have we got? Uh, yeah, and you can also email us at themeparkloopy at gmail.com. But uh, the other thing to look forward to as well is if you're on our Facebook page or you're not a member on the Facebook page just yet, we are going to be doing a live show. Uh, Sam and I and a couple of other, other our friends, uh, Charlie from Go Theme Parks and friend of the show, Dan, as well. And we're going to be doing a show on Disneyland Paris versus Disney World. So that's going to be quite an interesting comparison. So that's on the 12th of this month of June. So if you're on our Facebook page, keep an eye out for that. I think we're going to go live at half past eight on the 12th of June. So yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, really enjoy having you listen along. Uh, Sam, uh, I think he's getting a bit sick of me messaging him and asking him to come on shows. <laughs> but, <laughs> Not at um... all. Listen, hey, Ryan, <laughs> I have absolutely loved all like getting involved with everything that you've been doing and you've been inviting me on may it continue one may it continue and uh, and also i just i just can't wait for this meetup in uh at blackpool and also Lightwater valley you know i'm desperate to find out what is amazing about the ultimate i can't wait yeah yeah i i think um yeah you can have a surprise on that right <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that's what it's all about yay there it is <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to us. We really appreciate you listening to us. Um, do consider clicking the subscribe or follow button if you're listening on, you know, uh, iTunes or Spotify, something like that. It really does help. But thanks for listening. Um, and we really enjoy seeing that we're getting listeners from around the world. Um, you know, just feel free to send us an email. You know, if you've got any suggestions of future shows or you just want to talk to us, that's fine. Just send us an email. But in the meantime, we'll see you again real soon.